Here is your weekly forecast for the week of September 27th through October 3rd. The beginning of the week is going to be absolutely amazing. All hard work will be paid off and you will have great success. Businesses will thrive, bank accounts will be replenished, and stamina will be regained. I see this as a grace period also. Rest and enjoy the fruits of your labor. For the middle of the week, it'll be time to get back to work. If you're still enjoying the rest period and don't want to dive head into working, you can always plan out your next steps. Figure out exactly what it is you're going to do for the new month coming up. Make sure these things align with your morals and mission as this will be your life for the next couple of weeks. Use energy for the end of the week to start working on these things. It's time to build the life you dream about. Stop talking about it and get your hands dirty. You'll be gifted with the ambition and confidence to do all these things. What will hold you back is not letting go of any pent-up aggression or bad energy before you start onto a new project or phase of life. Let it go. It's served its purpose. Make note of what you've learned from it and release it from your life. What will propel you forward is investing in yourself and actually nurturing and cultivating your ideas. Stop toying with your growth and get shit done. You're going to see huge rewards from it. Angel numbers to look out for are 666, 1010, and 1313. That is all for the weekly forecast and I hope you enjoy the show. everyone, welcome to Dejoba Sessions. My name is Joe, and I am your mystical guide and spiritual advisor here to connect with you today. I am the founder of Dejoba, and I teach women how to live the most empowered and visionary life by using my signature method, the death cycle. Yeah, we get real here because we're all about living our best lives and fulfilling our purpose, and what could the, would that be without authenticity? Today, we're diving into doing dream work to receive your dream life with our very special guest, Melly, aka the Dreaming Yogi. Um, she is a dream work connoisseur and astrologist. Um, she like, helps us tune into these messages deep within our subconscious to minimize stress and heal our past. And welcome, Melly, to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. You're welcome. Um, it's such an honor to have you like on the show. I've been admiring you for a, quite a long time from afar, and now I'm like just truly excited to share this experience with you. That means a lot to me. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Of course. Um, so I guess we should just get into the icebreaker questions. Um, what's your big three? Well, my big three is I'm a. I call myself a super Virgo because I have almost all my personal planets in Virgo <laughs> and my moon is in Leo, but it was an hour away from the new moon. So maybe that's more detail than you wanted. Um, and my rising is Libra. Nice. Oh my God. I love that. Um, I'm an Aries sun, a Taurus. No. Yeah. A Taurus moon in a Virgo rising. Ooh, yeah. Virgo power. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you have any beauty tips or beauty, beauty rituals that you do? Uh, yeah, actually um, I, like to combine my skincare routine with dream work, oddly enough. And um, my tip would be definitely don't skip on the nighttime skin routine because that's where, you know, we want to take off the makeup and really, I see it as a way to break apart from the day and kind of transition to nighttime. But a little tip is that if you use yarrow palm, which is a bluish oil, 
it's going to help with glowing skin, but also it's said to promote dreams of like your true love life kind of insights into that. And also if you have um, any like blemishes or breakouts, juniper berry on the breakout is good for your skin, but also for nightmares. Nice. Oh my God. Wow. To reduce them, not give them. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Um, I, the thing that I do, like the thing that I'm kind of into right now is um, golden milk. I love mm -hmm. it so much because um, I do have like, um, kind of like skin issues and everything so it really does help to like reduce inflammation and everything and so it's just amazing i've heard great things about that yeah. golden milk yeah it, it's like a great like bedtime beverage because um it's just like it's like warm milk right so it just like helps like soothe you and calm you and it's amazing i love that yeah and i'm like <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that like don't skip your nighttime routine because i skip it all the time <laughs> I don't know why I just get like so tired like through the night and I know I'm like making up an excuse right now which don't do that but um <laughs> yeah I just <laughs> I get so tired I get so distracted at nighttime but yeah definitely something that I'll be working on yeah I totally get that and sometimes it's happened to me before but I try to always take off my makeup and even if you can do it earlier so you can even if you're going to binge watch tv right after and not go directly to sleep but some type of break from the day Right. Um, so what is your hot girl tip? Oh, my hot girl tip would be, um, can I combine it with the beauty tip? <laughs> Reinforcing not, not, uh, not skipping the nighttime routine, but also a hot girl tip would be getting enough sleep. I think sleep just in general, not only are you going to feel better, but you're going to look better. And it's just kind of like an energy that you give off if you're running on low sleep. It's like you're fuel right hot girl fuel i guess <laughs> amazing oh my god and you're like you're talking to someone right now who's had um issues sleeping in the past like extremely like bad i would not go to bed until like sometimes 5 a.m and then like get up at 8 a.m and it was really bad wow. but yeah it was Definitely sleep more for sure because <laughs> the stress that I was like putting on my body was not okay. But yeah, right. Mm -hmm. um, so, how do you find luxury in your day to day life? I find luxury by doing having moments throughout the day where I can connect with my practice. So, I have my yoga mat out, I have my candles. I really like, I mean, I started kind of collecting all these spiritual tools but using them, lighting the candle, even as I'm working, you know, having those moments to uh, bring in the crystal, bring in the oils, which I have right in front of me. So for me, that's luxury, being able to take care of my body and my mind, because I do, I have dealt with a lot of anxiety in the past and was an insomniac, like you mentioned earlier. So, I mean, that's how I got started with all of this. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I feel like um sometimes we take for granted like our own practice you know like in how like that makes us feel and like luxury isn't just like you having like an expensive thing it's like how like you make yourself like feel valuable you know mm -hmm. and so I totally agree with you and like looking around at your like um the things that like you incorporate into your practice like my um 
my prayer pillow. I freaking love it. It just reminds me every day that I am like so like severely supported. And um, yeah, it just it's like a form of luxury. You having that support, you having resources is a luxury. So yeah, definitely. And something that I've started doing too is scheduling a monthly massages. Uh, so that, I mean, you don't have to spend money to feel luxurious, like you said, but a massage is also going to take care of your body and yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that. Um, definitely need to schedule mine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so what is your most recent channeled message? Well, I actually had a really beautiful message yesterday, um, in a dream where it was like a temple and some of my spiritual friends were there and it was just such a beautiful reminder to connect with the community as well and really explore these different um, practices with other people, with other healers. So that to me was such a powerful, like I'm still thinking about that dream. (laughs) Amazing. I love how like, um, how connected you are to like the, the dream state and like your sleeping state. I, I just like admire that a lot and it's crazy how like you're like all Virgo but like I'd imagine you to have like some Pisces in you or something yeah actually it's interesting because in my chart it's it's called a stellium when you have more than three planets in the same sign so the way that I balance out and it's in my 10th house the way that I balance that out all that Virgo energy is with Pisces the opposite sign of the dream work um, and I mean, my chart just has like a beautiful grand trine that connects with spirituality, with Neptune and the expansion of Jupiter. So it's written in my stars. <laughs> oh my God. I love yeah. that so much. Um, what are you currently reading? I'm currently reading the newest book by Rebecca uh, Campbell, Letters to a Starseed. I, yeah, I don't know if you, you read that one or seen it, but I have all her books and I like that it's like in bite sizes, like each chapter is like a page or two. So in my morning practice, I'll read a couple of chapters. Um, and yeah. Oh my God. What is it about? I'm like interested. I mean, she talks about like where we come from, like our soul and our mission and things like that. And she has some other great books that I like to turn to. Um, a good friend once recommended that, especially with books like these, you can just flip through it and just read whatever chapter it falls on. Like you don't have to go uh, from beginning to end. So I like doing that. Oh my God. I love that. That's so cool. I'm going to have to definitely check that out. Um, so now we're going to get into the actual questions. What <laughs> is your origin story? Okay. So how I got started with, with dream work, right? And um, yeah, sure. Yeah. So for me, uh, I used to be an engineer and I've always dealt with social anxiety, but there was a period in time where the anxiety was so bad that I was having daily panic attacks and it led to agoraphobia, which is the fear of leaving your space. It's like the opposite of claustrophobia. And that was really what got me started into figuring out what was happening with me. I felt like it was something physical, but you know, the doctors kept saying I was perfectly healthy and all of these things. So long story short, I, my therapist recommended I seek meditation and I'm like, how do I relax? (laughs) Like, tell me, I need to be working all the time. So I hired a meditation coach. Um, you know, she introduced me to oils and crystals. And at the same time I was not sleeping at all. Like I was sleeping two to three hours in short spurts, but I kept having a reoccurring dream. And when I realized what that dream was telling me was giving me insights into the root cause of this anxiety, 
that I just became obsessed with it. I left my job and started this business. And now I want to give that to others, help them understand their dreams. Oh my God. I love that. And speaking of like, you know, um, helping you like figure out how to relax and everything. I feel like a lot of people have issues with like, you know, just like winding down because we often view like rest as like um, a reward instead of like an obligation, you know? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I just like wanted to mention like you have um, a free dream meditation, right? That will help like with that. Yeah, it's to connect with your dream guide. And definitely it's a short meditation that anybody can download for free on my website, thedreamingyogi.org. And uh, not a lot of people know that we have dream guides with us supporting the dreams that are for our healing each night, kind of like spirit guides, but in dream time. So this meditation is going to help you connect with them. And once you connect with them, you can keep using it to ask your dream guide for specific dreams, for specific messages. So yeah. Oh my God. I've never heard of a dream guide before. Like, <laughs> Mine's pretty what, cool. <laughs> what's it like, like working with them? I mean, once you realize who they are, um, as I'm drifting to sleep, I'll ask my dream guide and I just say dream guide. I'm not going to say their name or their gender or anything just so that it doesn't cloud people as they watch the meditation, but I get to speak out their name and actually notice who they are in my dream. They shape shift to blend in with the dream, but knowing that you have a sidekick there, it's like, oh, okay, it's my buddy, you know? And it's really a different energy than if you're dreaming of somebody that represents something in your life, so. Right, oh my God, I love that. Um, and so was it like getting into like dream work and everything, um, was it kind of hard for you to like to start remembering your dreams? I feel like as soon as I just, uh, reprogrammed my mind into knowing that it was something important. It happened kind of organically. And I know that doesn't always happen to everyone. I noticed that as people hear, you know, my videos, my lessons, or talk amongst themselves about dreams, that's already going to tell your mind, hey, this is something that we want to continue remembering. So um, I do share a lot of practices in my programs about how to remember your dreams, like specific rituals that you can do. Um, and I also, also have a workbook for that on my website too, for anybody to just see my top three tips to remembering your dreams, but it happened organically. And since I was doing this more as an exploration at first, it was kind of like a hobby for my personal, uh, my personal healing. Uh, it, I didn't really kind of notice, you know, how long it took, but it just happened organically. Oh my God. I love that. It's like, that's the one thing that I struggle with. Like for like dreams that are like really vivid, my boyfriend calls them movies and not dreams. Um, <laughs> I like, I can easily remember those. Right. Cause it is like, uh, like, um, it does burn in my brain. Um, but you know, for like dreams that are just like simple and pretty easy to like pass up on, I can't like usually remember them. So like, do you have any tips for that? Yeah, definitely is notice what you're doing first thing in the morning. We lose about 90% of your dreams after 10 minutes of being awake. So if you wake up and you just rush and do something else, thinking that the dream was so vivid, you're going to remember, it's going to go away. Your mind is going to transition into all the things you have to do and all the responsibilities. So my first tip would be 
keeping a journal, even if you're just writing what you felt in the morning, any clips that you remember, like it felt like nighttime, things like that, or just writing, I didn't remember today, I'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> so that's going to program your mind. And, um, and yeah, the workbook, you know, gives prompts to to help kind of common themes that show up and, and kind of help with the flow of that. Oh, my God, I love that. Um, so why would you say um, it's important for people to start doing dream work? Well, I feel like dream work is the best form of self-care. It is your subconscious telling you what's truly important for you. Um, it's telling you what you're feeling blocked about, why, what you're fearing, and also gives you ideas of how to overcome things. There is so much you can do once you explore other types of dreams, like lucid dreaming and um, you know, it's just a way to really to tune out the conscious rational mind that's telling you, oh, you're overreacting or they didn't mean that kind of thoughts that demeans a little bit your actual feelings. And in your dreams with these wild symbols, you'll see what's really important to you and actually the steps to move forward, to make decisions, all the things. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. So why did you, why did you start like what sparked your interest besides, you know, sleep deprivation um, to get into dream work and start researching this field? Yeah, well, that re reoccurring dream that I was having, um, I it was about like me being in a home that wasn't my own. And at the same time, I was feeling like this discomfort everywhere I was going. Right. So at the time, a friend, I was telling him about my dreams and he mentioned that dreams were a message from your subconscious that he had heard that somewhere else. So I like kind of how the signs kind of just, the, I call them messengers, right? Where these, somebody says something that kind of inspires something in you. And that was the first time I kind of had heard that because I've always been into dreams, but I've heard more of the superstitious. Um, if your teeth fall, that means somebody's going to die or, you know, they always have those kind of I don't know if it's a Hispanic culture, but it's a lot of that uh, superstitious type or something bad's going to happen. And I'm like, oh, wow, I have this power. But that connected more to me about the, the subconscious and kind of felt more like psychology. So that's what inspired me to kind of see what was going on. And then when I realized that or when I learned that house dreams were about your mind, body and spirit and what was going on in my personal life was reflecting that I was just like, whoa okay, the dream started shifting into from a nightmare to something beautiful. And then it completely ended. And it was at the same time as I was doing the inner work. So it all linked together. And I'm like, wow, we all have this healing ability. And, you know, we got to maximize it, you know, it's healing while you're sleeping. How cool is that? <laughs> right, amazing. Um, and I just wanted to say like, dream work, I feel like is extremely important especially when it comes to like you know manifesting like a dream life or something like that um I'm just gonna say like this experience that I've had um I one time I believe I was like I don't know maybe seven at this time I had a dream that like there's like spiders crawling all over me and it was crazy. And it was like, I believed that there were spiders crawling all over me so much that when I woke up from my dream, I felt it on my skin. Like literally I felt it on my skin. So if you believe something like so hard that your body can feel it, imagine what's happening like to your reality, you know? Yeah. Wow. That is, that is a, 
a great um, example of how powerful the mind works. And that's something that I believe the healing that can happen with lucid dreaming, especially in my story about agoraphobia and all these phobias, is that if you can learn how to control your dreams, then you can see and live out, quote unquote, live out whatever is causing you fear, whatever presentation you're going to give or whatever you're just kind of anxious about and act it out and have the confidence when you wake up because the mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's what's not. Right. And so like speaking of lucid dreaming, like I have tried, well, here's the thing. I've lucid dreamed before, but like it's never been like on purpose. Every single time I try to lucid dream, I just end up just like falling asleep regularly. And um, so do you have any like tips for, um, well, one, like what is like one lucid dream experience that you've had? And two, do you have any tips for like getting into lucid dreaming? Yeah, so my personal experience with lucid dreams is that Uh, the ones that have happened accidentally is when i have a dream that i'm in some type of uh danger so a nightmare and one of the recent ones was um a coyote was about to attack me and as it was about to get me i'm like ah this is a dream and then it, it i controlled it right so it wasn't like i was planning it um but yeah and and a tip that i would have for that is to do constant checks of like looking at your hands, you know, I'm not dreaming kind of thing, constant checks. And the more present you are in your current life, the more present you'll be in dream time to know when you're, when you're not dreaming. Um, Also noticing what common themes show up in your dream and some things, unless your light bulbs are always going out in real life, electronics don't usually work in dreams. So I notice that when I'm in danger and I'm trying to text and the text won't go through, you know, that's a dream or the light switch won't work types of things. Oh my God. That's so amazing. And so it's kind of like, you know, like that movie inception where, um, he like, he calls them like a totem and he has like a little spin top. Yes. um, So it's like, kind of like that, like what, you know, do you see throughout the day that like would trigger like a lucid dream kind of? Yeah. Or like, if you want to think, um, the next symbol you get like, Oh, dreaming of a red ball or, You know, I I like to go with because I always tell my clients and my students to see what a normal baseline dream is for you so that you can already start associating like, okay, when it looks a little bit black and white or blurry, that's a normal dream type. Um, Or if you're always dreaming of a house that isn't your own, you know, you can start thinking house dreams are very common for me. So when I'm like, okay, this isn't my current place, (laughs) there might be something different here. So that's what the awareness, um, where the awareness comes in. Nice. So like, this might be like a weird question to ask, like, (laughs) kind of like, you know, out of the blue. But like, you mentioned earlier, like, the the dreams like where like your teeth are falling out, like, why does everyone have like these set number of dreams, like, that everyone like experiences like do you know why that is (laughs) well i mean these would be like universal symbols and um archetypes too so uh i see the interpretation as literal and symbolic so the universal for the teeth dreaming is you can kind of see when you're biting down on something 
in real life, you're like taking a bite out of something. So in dream time, it's like, are you biting more than you can chew? Are you anxious about something? Those types of things. And we all have, uh, I mean, everybody is mirroring each other. We all have certain archetypes. We all have all of these things within us that um, kind of collide in dream time with these symbols. But then you also have to consider personal experiences, personal cultures and upbringings and things like that to kind of get a more um, specific dream message. But yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, but we all have the subconscious is like a this consciousness that we all have with these things that continue to show up. Oh my God, I love that. And like that answer, your answer is beautiful, by the way. But it made me think that this might sound super crazy. <laughs> it might sound super weird and like, what is going on in your head? But like, do you think that like these archetypes and stuff, so we're all like sharing like one collective like consciousness, right? Um, do you think that like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but it's in my head right. Um, do you think that these archetypes are like, um, we see each other as those archetypes that we really are like one piece of the whole and that's why we have such like shared experiences all around regardless of where we are or who we are? Huh, that's <laughs> interesting. I'm trying to like, uh process what you just said i um yeah yeah i do i do see us as for example something that triggers you and somebody else is a part of you that you're rejecting or something that you admire in somebody else this is what my coach always tells me so we all have these pieces we're either um think we want them and think we don't have them or we don't want them and we're rejecting them but at the end of the day we have all of these archetypes all of these pieces so it would kind of make sense that we have this overarching consciousness and we're just seeing those pieces in other people um, but at the same time we all we all eat we all use you know our teeth right unless you have like a job problem or whatever but um you know we have these common things that we do so naturally the subconscious is going to get what we're what we're doing to symbolically show what's happening oh, God. i don't know if i just went on another tangent but i thought it it made sense. <laughs> your I mean, it does. It kind of it does answer my question. Um, that's absolutely crazy how we're all like literally connected. But <laughs> I just like have like ideas after ideas. But I'm just gonna cut that off because it's going to be a literal like spiral down into a hole. <laughs> so, and I can rabbit hole with you too. So that's a good call. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna cut it off and save that for another time. Um, but yeah, have you? ever astral projected before i haven't no um my sister has and she shares that with me um i'll leave it at that but i personally haven't i i haven't either but um my boyfriend has accidentally and <laughs> he was so it was he was so cute about it he was like i didn't know what was going on i thought i was dead and then he said um he was like laying in his bed but he was washing himself and he had like a cord, you know, from yeah. himself to like his self. 
um and he was like what the fuck and as soon as he like said what the fuck he just like kind of like went back into his body and like he told me that he was like I don't know what happened I don't know if I died (laughs) I don't know what happened he's like I just knew that you would know what it was so I just like contacted you and everything um so it was just funny um, on, on that note, there is a difference between astral projecting and having an out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in case the listeners don't know the difference with um, astral projecting, it's where you're traveling somewhere where you can't actually travel in in waking life. So going to higher dimensions, other realms, things like that. Um, and out-of-body experience is places where you're dream body is exploring, like maybe going to Paris when you live in Texas, somewhere where you can go, like you can book a flight, you know, the next day, but you're just exploring it in your dream time, your energy body is going through these places. But yeah, everybody that describes it does describe that chord. And the key is being able to see yourself there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was like freaking out and everything. And so like, do you like, I don't know if you work with people who've astral projected or not, but like, is that like a common theme? Like the first time that they do it, they like are kind of like freaking out. Uh, yeah, I, it, it is a sense of like oh, what's happening. Like if you, especially like if you're around people and you know, you're asleep and you are seeing everything, trying to get their attention or you move an object. And then when you wake up, the move object was moved the way you did, you know, it's kind of like, um, the way that I've heard it is more like a cool experience, but of course some people like freak out and I'm into horror movies. <laughs> so what comes up is insidious, you know, right. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but that um, movie. yeah, any, any of those different experiences can be kind of like an either, Oh, that's cool. Or kind of like, Whoa, what just happened? Like you said, your boyfriend was just like, Oh, explain this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, there's this like thing going on I don't know if you um watch like Ryan Cropper on like YouTube but no you should he's like in your area like he is in your field of existence so (laughs) you need to go check him out but um he talks a lot about um astral sex and like having like sex with like energetic beings um and how like completely different it is from um having sex like like physical sex in like I don't want to say reality, but like, you know, this existence, like (laughs) this current realm um, of existence. And so um, he goes on to say that like, um, it's completely different because like, instead of just like, uh, I don't know, instead of just like, you know, a couple minutes of pleasure and like just hitting like some sort of spots, um, it's more so like a full body euphoria. and at times it's not even um like it's not really represented by like sexual actions like things that we recognize like sexual actions but more so it's just like um a touch or a look or a feel and you just know that you're connecting with this person on an intimate level um and then you know you're feeling euphoria do you think that's something um that you would like to experience (laughs) (laughs) or um something that um you know I don't know, would be like on your bucket list. <laughs> I mean, the way you describe it, <laughs> I I hadn't heard about that in the astral travel. I have heard of people like those that can lucid dream, you know, 
sometimes want to just explore sexual acts in lucid dreaming. Um, I see everything more as like healing. So I usually let my dream do what it's going to do to bring certain healing. And for me, it's more related to my mental health, but that is something definitely interesting to, to read about or to explore. So I'll definitely check out his, his channel. <laughs> yeah, you should. He's kind of amazing. And like he, his videos are so like well put together. It's like, kind of like, they're very much short, but you get a lot of information in like a small amount of time. And I really do like appreciate it. Yeah, that's um, perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, how did you get into astrology? Well, astrology was um, interesting too, because I had my, my first natal chart reading was with, um, with somebody who gave me clarity on what I was doing. And this was about two or so years after I had left my job and I was doing my dream business. But every so often at the beginning of it, you know, you're definitely starting up your business. You're not making as much as, you know, I was as an engineer. So I would have these moments of like, Ooh, you know, fear, like maybe I should go back to that and just have like stable income coming in or do both or whatever. And I would always receive messages. Like somebody would randomly find me and ask me, you know, for a dream, even if I wasn't promoting it or things like that, that would kind of redirect me. Um, and when I had my first natal chart reading, it just really solidified it all actually being able to see and how she explained um, how the planets were really in my favor to do this work. So I ended up, you know, everything that has brought some type of clarity for me in my journey, I've studied. So when I was introduced to crystals, I studied crystal healing, essential oils, I studied aromatherapy. So I'm a big nerd like that. So I did that with astrology. And the interesting thing is that when I looked back at the Saturn return, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the planet Saturn, when it returns back every 27 to 29 years, it creates this chaos in your life to make sure that you're on the right path. And what brought the most attention to me was that my Saturn return was happening during that year that I was experiencing the agoraphobia, which felt like out of nowhere. And the exact same, the Saturn had returned on the exact same week that I decided to move back to my hometown and really start exploring yoga teacher training, dream interpretation as like a career and all of these things. So for me, I was like, whoa, I was listening to the planets, like the pool without even knowing it. Oh my God. Wow. I love that so much. Um, and so what do you find so interesting about astrology? Well, I mean, how it really is a blueprint of the energies that you can work with. Um, and sometimes when you're feeling like I, since I have so much Virgo energy and Mercury rules Virgo and Mercury is all about the mind and all this information, I can start noticing when I start spiraling and just like, Oh, I want to study more and like do all these things and have all these ideas at once. And it starts affecting my mental health, but I can realize now what's happening with my chart. Okay. How can I work with the high side of that energy as opposed to letting it spiral me downward. And I just feel like it's a beautiful combination. I like combining astrology with dream work, um, which is what I do in my, in my newest program, Cosmic Dream Alchemy, to really get a deeper message from your dream as what was happening in the sky the moment you had it, and then how to work with it based on those planetary energies. Oh so God. yeah, I mean, it's just so interesting how all of these tools can help support 
your mental health, your physical guidance and all of these things. So, so tell me more. If you're having trouble finding your power, take the Seraph Archetype quiz. It's a quiz I made especially for people trying to remember their calling and the source of their power. Figure out your natural talents, best skill set, and Seraph traits. Know exactly how to fulfill your purpose and have fun doing it. Don't wait, run to find out your results. Take the quiz on my website at www.jojobastudios.com backslash quiz. That's www.jojobastudios.com backslash quiz. So tell me more about that program. I'm actually really interested. Yeah, so Cosmic Dream Alchemy is an eight module program. And we first in the first half we explore everything from a beginner to anybody who needs a refresher how to sleep better how to remember your dreams and really how to interpret them and create a protocol which is the alchemy part to transform your life using both uh, dreams and astrology and i also share um like a workshop on crystals essential oils tea leaf reading everything that you can create your own protocol based on the dream that you had. Um, so the first part, we talk about dreams. The second part is all about astrology, because if you're a complete newbie and have no idea what any of this means, I'm going to take you from the from step one to the end. And even if you are already an astrologer or have some knowledge of this, I'm bringing in different tools that I've created with this um, bringing in the crystals, the oils, and all the things to, yeah, help transform your life based on the message. So it takes it a step further from interpreting your dreams or just reading your needle chart. I'm teaching you how to do something about it and, you know, be your own dream interpreter. Oh my God, I love that. So um, how do you think that we can use astrology to our own benefit? Yeah, by being aware of what's happening. I'm sure you've always heard about the, oh no, Mercury retrograde, which is going to happen pretty soon again. And everybody freaks out about it, right? But we can use astrology by knowing what's happening, seeing how it's affecting us, and then knowing that there's no no um, positive or negative in astrology. It's just high and low side. So if you're having trouble communicating, you know, you can flip that around and during Mercury retrograde, take it as a moment to uh, revisit certain things. And yeah, you can really prepare yourself too if you're wanting to launch a program, launch your business, start a relationship or whatever, and see, you know, not that astrology is going to rule your life. It's just going to give you guidance of how to work with the flow instead of swimming against the current. Um, and we still have free will. So at the end of the day, you know, it's just additional knowledge that we have because the planets are so powerful and so big. And it makes sense that everybody is feeling a certain way during the full moon because it's affecting us so deeply. So by having that awareness, you can really craft it um, to, yeah, to, to your benefit. Okay, great. So I was wondering, like, for beginners, um, like, for astrology i was wondering if like there was a certain um place to start um of when you're like trying to learn how to like read birth charts and everything yeah so um that program does cover how to read your chart from beginning to end the house assigned everything um i do have a smaller one that's like a workshop that teaches you how to plot your natal chart using a free 
uh, website and I go through um, real quickly what the houses mean. So I, I would start there if you're a complete newbie, finding your big three and really journaling and seeing how it shows up for you because everybody is different and everybody's gonna show, show it a different way, but we are all a unique combination of these 12 planets and signs. Um, so first plotting your chart and understanding what those houses are and your big three, I think would be a great place to start. Oh my god, I love that so much. Oh, so like I um am kind of into astrology and I've been like dealing with like aspects, but like definitely like degrees. Are you like a degree person? Because I know some people kind of just like ignore degrees a lot. <laughs> so are you like a person that like um goes deep into like what a degree means? I look more at the aspects because yeah, I can get really, you know very detailed with the degrees. Um, like I was saying earlier, my Leo moon is like 29 degrees and my Virgo sun is like zero degrees. So they're like, I'm essentially a Virgo moon, even though it says Leo in the chart. But um, so specifics like that, yeah, I'll look at it. But for the most part, I just look at if it's very close to approaching the next sign or at the beginning of a sign. Nice. So what type of, of astrology do you do? I know there's like tropical and like side reel, I believe. So what type of astrology do you do? Yeah, so I studied Western astrology and I use porphyry housing system, which um, makes all the housing at uh, the same degrees because we all have the same field of life experience, which is what a house represents. So that's the one that I connect with the most. Nice. I love that. So there's this like, like whole thing about like some people who were just like, yeah, side roll astrology is like the only astrology, like the only thing like that actually like exists. <laughs> and so like, do you believe that like, um, I guess like side roll astrology is more accurate? Um, not that it's more accurate. I mean, there is um, like whole housing systems for different type of astrology as well. And like the Placidus, which is one of the the, the default ones um, as well. I just feel like it, you need to find the one that works for you and that you resonate with. So the one that I use porphyry, it makes my mercury move from the 10th house to the 11th house. So that's just more of an exploration of do I connect more with the 11th house, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, long story short, I don't feel like there is that exact like one way, you know. Yeah, so it's just, <laughs> just basically yeah um but it's different in like eastern astrology i've tried exploring that and it was completely like i mean it was a lot more confusing but also i didn't resonate with a lot of things because i i'm a western person i'm my psyche is western so i feel like at least in that aspect if you your psyche is more like if you were raised in east then eastern astrology vedic astrology would be more true to your psyche um that's the best way that i can explain that <laughs> right so it's basically just like whatever you vibe with is what she should do <laughs> yeah but whatever you vibe with in like the housing systems yeah. um that makes sense for you but with western and eastern astrology those are so drastically different kind of um that that would depend where you grew up in right right okay great um so going back to like dream work and everything is there like or are there certain crystals that you use like to enhance like your work 
yeah, I um, share about all the different crystals for different dream types. And the first one would be um, Lepidolite for remembering your dreams. That's one that I love having by my nightstand. The first time I tried it, I had a flood of dreams come forward because we usually remember the one that was closest to when we wake up. Um, but I remembered about five or six in detail. So I like having it on my nightstand. Um, and it's such a beautiful purplish one or amethyst for uh, nightmares. And if you're having sleep issues as well, it kind of opens up the third eye and helps you with that. That's amazing. And like, do you, I heard you mention like essential oils. So how do you incorporate that into your practice? Yeah, I mean, I have them right here everywhere because I'm also an aromatherapist and I make my own blends in my shop. But incorporating it into my practice, I mean, you can use essential oils instead of like coffee if you need energy. You can use them instead of melatonin if you're having trouble sleeping. Um, you can diffuse them. And I also have another guide for that called The Magic of Oils on my website, which incorporates how to use essential oils in your spiritual practice like um, instead of saging some people don't like saging um, you can use the vibration of these essential oils to cleanse your space and i love that they double up as physical and emotional so um, for example my immunity blend that i created helps protect against and uh, vampire energy vampires <laughs> and protect your energy kind of like sage would but it also boosts your immune system, which I think we can all use that, especially over the last year and a half that we've had. So, um, you know, it, it doubles up and most of the blends that I make double up for those things, a physical thing that you'll feel in that moment, plus an emotional, spiritual aspect as well. Oh my God, literally that's amazing. Um, there was one question that I wanted to ask you, but I it like slipped my mind as you were speaking. So um, I'm just going to ask you, like, do you do you have like a certain like lighting that you use when you're like intentionally doing dream work or is it just like, you know, darkness? Uh, lighting? Um, well, for to get good quality sleep, you need to have the whole room completely blacked out. But I just sleep in darkness um, and just I have I personally like having my door open because if not, it's just kind of scary and then my mind will not <laughs> let me go to sleep um or sometimes i'll leave like a little i have like a moon shaped little night lamp that i sometimes use but preferably as dark as you can get it uh and that's also something to test out because some people you know feel uncomfortable with completely being dark uh, in the dark but just don't sleep with the light on or TV on, blue light, things like that, because that's going to affect your sleep anyway. Right. Um, and so, like, do you have any tips for, like, light sleepers who actually want to do dream work? Yeah. Um, so for light sleepers, um, using essential oils, diffusing them, and creating kind of, like, a ritual to help you really uh, fall asleep and stay asleep is what I would say. One of my blends is the sleep elixir, which you can roll on the soles of your feet. But I find that if you're smelling it, rolling it on you and also diffusing it, that way throughout the night, it helps you remain asleep. Um, and if you're like a super light sleeper, sleeping with uh, meditation sounds. Um, I personally don't like sleeping to guided meditation. It kind of startles me when like 
a deep voice comes out or something. I'm like, oh, I'm like drifting and then it wakes me up. Some people, it works for them, but I find that just sounds, um, either rain or something is going to help you in case, uh, if you're a light sleeper and like, you know, if, if you live in apartments and somebody closes the door or whatever, and that wakes you up, at least the gradual sound of the meditation will, will help you not get startled. And, right. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Cause I was just wondering, cause I am a extremely light sleeper. Um, obviously because, you know, one, I had insomnia, uh, two, I just, my brain is so overactive because I'm an overthinker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and plus my ears work really well. <laughs> so there's just like a bunch of factors like contributing to the fact that I am a light sleeper and I do have like sleeping problems occasionally now, not as bad as they used to be, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I get like, I hear every single thing that's going on in my space. But the thing is, I hate white noise. And so Mm -hmm. I can't like use that to like block out anything um, because it will annoy me and I won't go to sleep because it's going on. Right. And so I'm really excited that you told me about like, just like using like the, the meditation sounds because that will be like kind of, like groundbreaking for me honestly <laughs> yeah and also like lavender is a mild sedative um it's an essential oil it's natural you diffuse that and it's you know without having to use any chemicals it'll help relax that overactive mind that you said um you can try those those oils out too and the, and the meditation if you want some of that sound um or just the oils um i, I like to suggest too to like because I know I mention a lot of things because I like to give different options. Not everybody likes the smell of some oils or believes in crystals. So I give like a variety of tools to enhance your dreams. Um, But I do recommend like start with one thing, maybe give it a week journal about how it, how it makes you feel and how there was an improvement. And then you can add something else so that you can kind of trial and error it. Nice. So I wanted to ask you this. Are you a mugwort activist? Like, like, <laughs> do you, like, are you like 100% behind mugwort? <laughs> um, I am more 100% towards essential oils. Um, I know mugwort is a really good one, but I just prefer essential oils. I love how they smell. The blends that I make, I add crystals and actual plants like flowers and herbs to enhance the properties so for me i'm like 200 percent essential oils but definitely give mugwort a try <laughs> so i i made the, like my my own blend and it has like mugwort in it and don't add too much if you're going to make a tea <laughs> with mugwort <laughs> because it's so unbelievably bitter it's like it's so bad but um yeah the i think the last time i used mugwort um and i like you know ingested it um i was like knocked out in like 20 seconds i'm not even kidding <laughs> it was so <laughs> bad well it was great for me but it was like a bad that it took 20 seconds because i could have been anywhere you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah it was it was good and i think i think that one night i had my um my jordan peele dream which is like I call it that because it's literally like a like a Jordan Peele <laughs> like movie. And so I don't I don't want to go into that. I, I think I either made um 
I either made an episode about it on the Dream Journal, which is like an episode, like not an episode, um, a series that I do on my YouTube channel, or it's one of the upcoming episodes. So I'll talk more about that, like on my YouTube channel. But like, it was absolutely crazy. And so Mugwort, if you really want to have like, like really like vivid dreams and dreams that um, really give you like a message that you have to decipher um, and like gives you like a lot of clues to figure out what it is that um, you're trying to like figure out, um, then, you know, throw a little mugwort in the tea. <laughs> um, but yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. That's great advice. <laughs> amazing um and so do you have anything else that you want to say uh yeah i mean i would just say that you can if you're really interested in starting with your dream work just see what you're doing a couple like 30 minutes to an hour before bed um and in the morning and just kind of gradually use those free resources that i mentioned to connect with your dream guide and start journaling it and you'll see how if you're consistent with it you know within two to three weeks you'll you'll have some type of um clearer message everybody is different but it's kind of like um a spiritual workout like if you go to the gym you're not going to get the results immediately especially if you've been 20 30 years ignoring your dreams um, dreams are like a friend that if you haven't been picking up their phone call, they're not going to be so keen to responding right away. So I would um, definitely suggest that. And if you are not ready for like a big course um, and want a little more assistance, I do have a membership where each month we talk, we have a dream circle and I help interpret your dreams. I add a dream activity. And we also have other guest speakers come in. I teach about a different modality to really uh, build up your holistic toolkit um, in a not overwhelming way with accountability and also have these zoom calls where we can connect and help you get your own aha moment <laughs> oh my god that sounds so interesting so how much is the membership the membership is 59.99 a month and you can cancel whenever <laughs> i love that no commitment yeah. love that um so yeah that's the end of this episode i really enjoyed this conversation a lot thank you so much for being so open and so like willing to speak about like these kind of topics so i really appreciate you being on the show um and yeah thank you so much well thank you for having me here it was a pleasure chatting with you yeah you too all right guys that's it um bye <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Jojoba Sessions. If you like this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Get that good energy flowing back to you. If you want more of Jojoba, follow me on Instagram and YouTube at J-O-J-O-B-A-A and Twitter at J-O-J-O-B-B-A-A. For exclusive content and priority updates, join the Facebook group. The Sarah Society needs your magic. We have new episodes every Monday, so stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for being here. Now go live your best life.